say the game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what you want it to be You need Hello everyone and welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo and wow, let me just tell you, I know, I say it all the time. It's going to be a great show because it really is going to be a great show. It's going to be an amazing show. It's not going to be a great show. It's going to be an amazing show. And you know why it's going to be an amazing show? I will tell you why it's going to be an amazing show. Because the truth of the matter is I have Aura Nadrich with me today and she is... She's written this book. Uh, let me, let, I, I'm not going to tell you about who she is because she's so authentic. Be, and that's what we're going to talk about today. The book is called Live True. And if you're listening to a podcast, all right, you, I know you can't see the book. I'm holding it up because it's all Facebook Live and we're doing what we do on Facebook Live. But it's a mindful, uh, mindfulness guide to authenticity. And I got to tell you something. This book is so chock full of some of the best advice to living an authentic life that you will ever read. I'm just telling you that right now. Matter of fact, it opened my eyes to some things that I know I need to continue to work on to be a better person. And so I'm really grateful that I read this book from cover to cover. I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is it. I know that you're going to look at it and go, man, Jay, I don't want to read that much. Trust me. The chapters are short and they're sweet and they're packed. And so the book reads really, really quickly. So please, please, Check out the book. It's called Live True. And we're going to be talking to Aura here in just a few minutes. But let's do what we do every week. Um, and that is, let's walk you through the four areas of your life. You know what? I tell you every week, I believe that we are four-part people. I believe that we are physical people, mental people, emotional people, and spiritual people. And I believe that all those things kind of work together. And you can't avoid it, right? If, if, if one goes bad, they all go bad. <laughs> it seems to be that way, right? So let's talk about where are you at today physically on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you at today on that scale, right? And and how are you, how are you doing physically? Are you eating right? Are you doing the things that you should? Maybe, you know, we just came through a pollen season here at uh, in, in the North Carolina area. I know that my voice sounds a little scratchy. I'm actually feeling great. It's just that I was, <laughs> I was at an NHL playoff hockey game and I screamed my lungs out, which is not what you're supposed to be doing, right, the day before a show. But that's what happens. So physically, I'm great. My voice isn't perfect, but I'm physically great. So, so how are you today? What is that number between one and 10, right? And, and then what can you do to change that, right? And, and listen, if you're a four today, okay, it's okay. You could be a four today, but what do you need to do to get to a five? What can you do? What can you do? What can you start doing right now? I don't want you to think about what you're going to do tomorrow. I want you to think about what you can do right now to change yourself from a four to a five or a 4.5. What can you do? Is it, can you get your hand out of the bag of chips? Can you put away the sodas? Can you drop the sugar? Right? Can What can you do today? All right? So you got that number physically. Okay, how about mentally? On the same scale, 1 to 10. 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing mentally? Right? What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by is what do you feed in your brain? Okay? Our brain comes in uh, two sides. <laughs> right? The right side is more of our creative side. The left side is more of our logical side. And we have, and I'm going to get geeky here, but we have this little thing in between there called the corpus callosum that kind of keeps it together so they communicate, right? So here's the thing. So what are you doing to feed the both sides of your brain? What are you doing to feed the creative side of your brain? What are you doing to feed the logical side of your brain? You know what? A show like this is a great thing to feed both sides of your brain because it helps you to think creatively and uh, creatively. And then also what it does is it helps you to think logically. I, I think this is what, you know, the reason why we did this show, right? But sometimes we feed ourselves with bad things mentally. And then what happens is, we, we, we don't grow, right? And you know, here's the thing, the truth. I'm going to just tell you the truth, right? 
if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Because we don't stay still. Sorry, it's just true. So what are you doing to feed your brain? And what is that number for you today? All right, so you got two numbers. You got a physical number, you got a mental number. All right, what about your emotional number, right? Same scale, one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you emotionally, right? And what do I mean by that? I said, well, sometimes you'll hear words like emotional quotient or emotional intelligence, things like that. Here's what I'm really talking about. How well are you able to control your emotions? Right. And by the way, emotions are so much about being intentional about your emotions. And what we forget to think about quite often is that we have a choice of our emotions. We can choose them. I know it's not always easy. I, listen, okay, did you hear me? I didn't say it was always easy. But you can choose your emotional state. It is possible. Okay. And regardless of your circumstances, you can still choose that. All right. The other part of the whole emotional pieces, how well are you able to relate to the emotions of others? How, how well are you able to tune into their emotions? Right? That's, that's the other part of the emotion. So what's that number for you? And then, you know, like I said, and physically and even mentally, emotionally, what, do, what can you do to change that number to a higher number? All right. And then finally, spiritually. And then, so what I mean by spiritually, right? Same scale, one to 10, one miserable 10, right? What do I mean by that? Well, what, what is it that you connect with that brings you a sense of centeredness, a sense of peace, a sense of joy. And that can be, and that for a lot of people, it's a lot of different things, okay? Um, for some people, it's nature. For some people, it's karma. For some people, it's it's meditation. For some people, it's uh, God. It, 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 it's a number of things for some people, right? And I always like to check in with people. How are you doing with that, right? And, and it, it, listen, if it is God, it, how is that relationship going, right? I just want to know. I mean... Can you do better? What could you do better? What could you do better to be more centered? What could you do better to give you a sense of peace and a sense of joy? I didn't say happiness. Two different words, right? So what is that number? Okay, so you have four numbers. You have a physical number. You have a mental number, emotional number, and a spiritual number. You have to think of those as like the four legs of a table, okay? And if it's uneven, think about trying to eat off of a table that's uneven and twisted. It's hard, right? And at the same token, if you're sitting in a normal chair and all four of those numbers are really, really low, it's really hard to eat then too, right? Because you have to try to bend over and, and try to, while you're sitting in the chair, and it, it, it just is difficult. So the whole point of this exercise is, first of all, just to check in and then find out what you can do to improve and then try to raise all four legs of those table, right? And try to bring them up evenly because that's going to help make you a more complete and better person. And that brings me to our guest. I have to tell you, I am so excited about Aura Nadrich. She is the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She is a thought coach. Never thought about a thought coach. Just see what I did there? See, I know you're laughing already. And she's a, she's also a mindfulness meditation teacher. She's an author of a current book called Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. But the book we're going to talk about today that she's also written is called Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. She has a rare combination of insight, intuition, and you're going to hear her compassion and her charisma. Uh, she is one of the most sought after and most effective uh, coaches in Los Angeles. Her work has been featured in Women's Health Magazine, Reader's Digest, Conscious Lifestyle Magazine, Fast Company, Success. She's, she's, she even writes for Huffington Post. She's all over the place. She um, speaks. She writes. She is in depth and she is all over social media. I'm just telling you, you know how I am. I'm all over social media. Well, let me just tell you about Aura. Aura is all over the place. She lives with her husband, Jeffrey, uh, and their two sons in LA. 
And uh, I want to welcome her to the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Aura Nadrich. Aura, welcome to A New Direction. Hi, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're so welcome. And Aura is brought to us by our sponsor who's been with us uh, forever, at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. As I tell you every week, are you a business owner? Well, at some point, you're going to need the services of a broker who is experienced and professional. And selling your business is a huge decision. Make sure you build your deal team, starting with the experts at Endline Business Brokers and Advisors. They are internationally known. They have been a sponsor of A New Direction since the very beginning. There is no one better. I know these people. I know the owner. I know these people professionally. They are absolutely fantastic. And we're also being brought to you today, Aura is, by Linda Craft and Team Realtors. I don't care where you're at in the world. doesn't matter if you're looking to buy or sell uh, your home. You can just contact the folks at Linda Craft and Team Realtors. And if you happen to be in the greater Raleigh Research Triangle Park area, just look them up. Just go to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And today's t-shirt shout out goes to O2 Fitness. And uh, they sent me the extra large t-shirt. And uh, so I want to thank O2 Fitness at Brennan Station for supplying the t-shirt. You guys are great. I love you. Thank you for keeping me fit. Um, You're awesome. Aura, the book, Live True, um, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. L- let's just dig right into this thing because I, I feel like authenticity is important, but I don't know that we understand it. So could you enlighten the listeners about what we mean when we say living authentically or, or when, we talk, when you talk about authenticity? You know, the definitions of authenticity are real, genuine, you know, it's very straightforward, it's the real deal, the real McCoy, you know, there's so many different uh, definitions that we become familiar with when we think of authenticity. In Live True, I say that authenticity to me is being your most authentic, real, true self in every moment of your life, do you know? Like that to me is really what is most authentic is who we are, our true essence, our soul, our heart, our spirit. You talked about all the aspects of the self, that we bring all of that Mm. into the moments of our life. Mm. And, you know, here's the thing that you say in the book from the very beginning, right? And if we're going to live authentically, Right, and, and you're going to have to help me clarify this up because I'm sure I'm not going to say it exactly the way you say it. But if we're going to really live an authentic life, we are going to have to live in the present right now. We, we, you, right. you say that over and over again. We, you, we've got to live in the now. Right. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Why, why is, what is the connection between authenticity and living in the now? Because there's nothing more real than the moment that you're in right now. It's you're living, you're breathing, you're existing. And if that isn't a reminder of, hey, hi, I'm here, I'm alive in this moment, and this moment is the most real moment of my life, then what is real if not the moment that you're in right now? And how are you showing up in that moment? Who are you in the moments of your life? You know, that's what we want to ask ourselves. Who am I right now? This moment matters to me so much that I'm going to show up being as real as I can possibly be. And that's really what I'm offering up to the reader. Do you know, I'm saying don't waste the moments of your life, but show up for them as real as you can possibly be. But, but Aura, Aura, 
I don't want to <laughs> live. I don't want to live this moment. This moment sucks. I don't want to live this moment. I can hear people saying that. I'm, I'm my moment. I my, get it. My moment's not it. sucking. Okay, yeah. everybody. I, I just. I, I get it. Uh, and guess what? That's part of life. You know, I, I say all moments aren't just you know rainbows and unicorns. You know, <laughs> or as I said in my first book, says who? You know, connect with your thoughts, not just the pretty ones, and own them. <laughs> you know, funny. this is about showing up to all the moments of our lives and not just the enjoyable ones. Because if you're rushing through the moments, especially the difficult ones and the painful ones, then you're not gonna get out of it what you need to know or learn. Do you know, it's like I say the sweet spot is on the other side of the difficulty. It's on the other side of the pain. That's where you really drop into, ah, that's what that was about. I am not at all denying or undermining the fact that moments can be so bad we want to pretend they're not even happening. But guess what? They are happening and you want to show up for them. Right. Okay, so I got to follow this trail with you because this is going to be so much fun and I'm, I'm, I'm giddy. I know you can't see me, but I am giddy. Okay. <laughs> I can, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear me because I am a, I'm giddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm all six feet, five inches, all six feet, five, 260 pounds of me is giddy right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which is so, so silly, but it's really true. So, no, I love it. So, so he, here's where I'm giddy about it is because you say in the book something to the effect of, you know, when we're dying, Right when we're at that last moment of our life, we're gonna wish we had one more moment, regardless of what it was. Right, exactly right, and I'm so glad you said that because you know none of us are living the last breath of our life. Right. But let me tell you something. I think more and more we should think about that because we waste so many right. moments, so many precious moments. I say all moments are gold. Right. Even the yes. ones that are hellish. Yes. Do you know? Yeah. And you don't want to wait till you're struck with some life crisis right. or a health you know, situation or maybe even on the verge of death and start to go into the woulda, shoulda, coulda. Right. You know, what right. a waste of a life. It is. No, no. No, I, 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 I'm in so much agreement with that because we, we have to live each day as if it's our last I mean, that, that's, that's right. right. I mean, I think that's the only way we can do that. Right. But right. I, I, but here's the beauty of what you talk about moments. And I love the way you describe this in the book. The book, by the way, is, I'm sorry. I got to hold this book up. This, it's called Live True. <laughs> it's called a, a Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. I'm holding this book up, right? You see this? All right, great. Well, it's available on Kindle. It's available on Amazon. You can find it at your local bookstore. If they do not have it at your local bookstore, you should go up and say, why is this book not in your bookstore? <laughs> That's what you should be saying. You should be telling those people. And I mean, and if you need to bring me, you, you, you folks know me. I'm six feet, five inches tall. I'm 260. I, I, I work out like a crazy human being is regardless of my age. You tell them I'm going to call Jay and you are not going to want him to ask you, why do you not have live true on your bookstore? Okay. That, that's what's going to happen because you don't so want to So good. Do. Love that. So yeah. So live true. We're talking with Aura Nadrich and uh, she is. So awesome, and so she. We're talking about the moments and living an authentic life, and the moments of our lives. Because if we will live in the present, it, as she's talked about, just to recap for some of you who are joining the show, as she's talking about, is that you know the moments are the only thing that we have that we can live real, and and how we choose to live those. I think that's the other thing, right, Aura, is that how we choose to live out those moments 
Absolutely. I mean, these are choices that we can make. You know, some people don't think that they have that choice, you know, and that goes back to my first book, Says Who. The thoughts that we tell ourselves, we believe, and then those thoughts become reality. You know, that really does shape our reality. So if you don't think you have a choice in the matter and your mind is running the show, you've got it all wrong. You can pick and choose, or what I like to say, curate the thoughts that you want to hold true for yourself in the moment that you are in right now. You have a choice. Do you want to think a negative thought? Do you want to think a positive thought? Do you want to think that life sucks? Or do you want to think that life is ripe with possibilities every single moment, people? Right. right. Do you know? Right. Really? Yeah. yeah, no. I get... Listen, okay, but okay, okay, here I am. I, there's a group of people. I can hear them, all right? And they're saying, but Aura, but Aura, you don't know my pa- my past. <laughs> hey, you know what, Jay? I'm sorry. I have to jump in because, you know, I know we're talking about Live True and it's right. my most current book. But in Says Who, you know what I call that? The Yeah Buts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the yeah, buts. the yeah, but yeah, I love oh, that. Yeah, but I know, love yeah, but I can't. Yeah, but you know, not me. Yeah, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, but you know, I nothing ever good. Ha- Think of all the yeah, buts that we I tell ourselves. I love it. Yeah, buts. I'm going to, I'm going to, we got to come, we got to just create, you and I got to create a website called yeah, buts. Okay. Yeah, buts. That's the website. Yeah, buts.com. Right. For all you people who have a yeah, but you come to yeah, buts.com. Okay. That's, that's hysterical. And it's going to be, and it's going to be Y A B U T T Z. Yeah, buts. Okay. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, buts. That's, oh my God. You're cracking me up. That's, that's what it's going to be. That's okay. Gonna, but it, but isn't but isn't that true? No, it I is mean, true. Look, even the people that are say they're saying yeah, but yeah. <laughs> as you and I are laughing <laughs> right. about the yeah, but right. you know people are still yeah, butting. Right. Yeah, you but, know, they... and and we do that. So you know, this is about owning our our yeah, buts, owning our <laughs> procrastination, owning that we don't show up in the moments of our right. lives. What I really like to do in my books is that I want to bring the reader on a journey with me and say. Right hey, okay, listen, I get it. I know that this sometimes isn't fun and sometimes life sucks and sometimes you don't want to be here and sometimes you want to really hurry those moments along because even as I say in Live True, you can curse those moments and wish they never happened. I get it. I've been there. I know it. That's how I can write about this stuff. But I'm also really saying to you, be open and just know that you can create a new moment that you've never had before. And this moment is not a moment that you had yesterday, and it's not a moment that you're gonna have later. It's the moment that you're having right, right. now. Yeah. And what do you want that moment to be? Mm. We're talking with Aura Nadrich. She's author of the book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And she's brought to us today by inline business brokers and advisors. And the fact of the matter is this, when it really comes down to business brokerage, I am just telling you, Business inline business brokers advisors have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of their businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the internationally known professionals at inlinebusinessbrokers.com. Just just go to inline.com. It's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And also Linda Craft and Team Realtors. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world. You know what? If you're looking to sell or buy your home, just go to lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring Aura and today's show, New Direction. So, okay. So, but I'm going to yabut you anyway. All right? Because I don't care. (laughs) 
bring it on. Bring on the right, I'm going to bring on the app. I mean, listen, you're the you're, real, you're the real. thought coach. So, you know, let's go into let's yeah, go into the brain of the right. yabbits. Let's, let's that's right. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. I mean, let, by the way, if you do need a thought coach and you you've probably never thought about a thought coach. I know that sounds weird the way I just said that. But if you're thinking about having a thought about a thought coach, you should contact Aura. <laughs> is what you should do. Exactly. You and should. and that's why I became a thought coach after being a life coach for 10 years, which right. I still am, but why I created the life coach uh, certification training program, which is right. about to go live uh, in about a week or two, is because as I was coaching people as a life coach, I realized what I was really addressing and processing with them were, were their thoughts. You know, right. that's where it all begins. It's it's the, th- the thoughts that we hold in our mind as true. Right. And I and I wanted to really take coaching into a whole new area right. of let's just really specifically get in there and see what thoughts we're believing are true. Right. And, and it's because we have stinking thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. We didn't no, you know. And I'm, and I'm about to prove it. I'm about to prove it because the, here's the yeah about stinking thinking. <laughs> that, by the way, that's going to be that's going to be Aura's on my next website is stinkandthinking.com. <laughs> she she was not prepared. Let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she does she was not prepared for the show this way. I'm pretty sure she wasn't, but that's okay. I told her she was going to have fun because we're having the party like we always do every week. So so the yeah, but stinking thinking people are going, but Aura, my past, I, I oh, my my yeah. past is haunting me. I mean, you don't know the stupid things that I've done. I have done so many dumb things and I have hurt myself. I've hurt people. I've, I've, I've done so many dumb things or I, I can't get past it. I, I can't, I can't get past it. Okay. Well, and, you know what, to, for me, the operative part of that is the sentence or the belief, I should say, I can't get past it. It haunts me. Because, because right. It haunts you because what I say and live true is that we are in three time frames. One is the past, which we oftentimes, what you're describing, we lament or regret or resent the past because we wish something had been different or we had done something different or we were different or what was done to us was different. We're in the present, which is the least amount of time we spend in that time frame because we're so busy going into the past or we're in the future about what should or could or might happen. But let's let's stay on the past a little bit. What I've done is I've called those three things in my book. If you really hang out in the past a lot and it's interfering with your being in the present, then you're probably a past dweller. And if you're really chasing or, you know, worried or constantly thinking about what's going to happen next, you're probably what I call a future chaser. And where we have the hardest time is staying in the present and being a present experiencer. So what that tells us is that our wishing for the past to have been different, and by the way, it's over, it's gone. I'm not saying you can't go back to the past and feel emotionally what you do, but ask yourself how much of that is interfering with you really enjoying your present. Because we are oftentimes, as I said, in these time frames that don't even exist. Right. The past is over. It's like a snake that sheds its skin. It can't go back into that skin. It has shed it. We shed skins. We do that. And if we are constantly feeling, you know, wish I had done something differently in the past, tell yourself that that doesn't exist anymore. So how can you take what you learned? And I talk mm. about that in Live True. What we have learned from our from our past is what we can take then into the present. 
Do you know, it's not about beating ourselves up, berating ourselves, making ourselves feel bad, which we do all the time. Right. We're constantly throwing ourselves under the bus. Right. So, you know, the, that if that person is really offering that up and that's a concern for them, I get it. I respect your feelings. But I want to ask the question is, how much are, are you letting your past affect your present? And, and you know what? Listen. I, I I totally am in agreement. I, I think our past can be a present killer. Okay. Totally. I, I yes. Th- I think that so many people live with so much regret and so much pain of their past. And you talk about that in the in the book, and I thought it was so brilliantly done that okay, if you're gonna be a past dweller, then let's take a look at it, but let's 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 tell the story a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by let's re? You know, I, I don't think you use the word reframing the story, but you, you, we can we can we can maybe retell the story in a different way. How would somebody go about doing that? Can we come up with an example for that? Yeah, and that's really something that I offer up in the book, and that is to not to undermine any experience that you've had or deny it or to make light of it, because anything that anybody's gone through in their past should be respected. And that is very personal to them. And, you know, that saying that a lot of people say to people are like, oh, just get over it. Do right, you know, right. we right. need to be able to go through our own transformations in a way that feels, to use the word authentic, authentic to who we are. We need to really understand that whatever experiences we've had in the past, we've lived through. You know, for many people, it has been very painful and very right. traumatic, some of the experiences sure. that they've had in the past. So I really am very um, respectful of that in right. that w- what I'm really offering up to to people is to say, look, how do you take what has happened to you and bring it into present moment awareness and put yourself in the driver's seat or the empowered position? Right. Because so much of what has happened to us is in our sense memory, do you know? So what I, what I do in the meditation is it's like present moment memory meditation Mm -hmm. is that I, I, I bring you into the ability to reframe what you've experienced and to put yourself in the power position, do you know? So that you can then take the power back of what you feel has been robbed from you by your experience. Right. And to know that who you are today is not who you were then. What happened to you today doesn't define you. What happened to you in the past doesn't define who you are today. Right. You know, a lot of people feel very disempowered, if you will, by something that has happened to them in the past. And I say, no, you can reframe that. You can retell that story your way, your way. Right. You know, it is really reclaiming, reowning, and becoming empowered as the self that you are today, mm. and then looking at it differently. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. No. I. So I, I. You know. Here's the thing. I. We get stuck so often. Uh, I believe, and I'm going to speak just as a psychological professional here. I believe that we get stuck so frequently with our past. I think we get stuck with whether it's childhood issues where we struggled with something with our parent, you know, that we, we, we feel guilty over and, or we bring something from bad parenting. And some of us, some folks out there are, you may have had bad parenting. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And then we, we feel like, well, it's, this is the only thing I can do. And I have to live with that. And Mm -hmm. that's, where I go, well, no, you, you don't have to live with that, 
right? You, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live from your past. You, you have choices and you can do work. And I, I think I think one of the things that it is important for us and people, it, this scares people because what I'm about to say is about to scare the crud out of people mm-hmm. is we don't want to dig back there too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, Jay, because, you know, that's like going back into the pain. And, and I understand yeah. that, Do you know, it's like sometimes going back into the pain or into the darkness or what, you know, psychologist Carl Jung called the shadow. Sure. You know, those are aspects of ourselves that we all have, by the way. Guess what? No one's off the hook here. Do you know? I mean, unless you, you know, grew up with a white picket fence around you and nothing ever bad happened to you. What a blessing that is. But I think that when you start to realize that we're much more alike than we are different right. and that millions of people have suffered from things that have happened out of their past. And what we really want to do is we want to be able to, to understand that what happened to us happened to us again right. in the past. And we don't have to suffer right. from what happened in our past in the present. You know, there's that quote by Buddha, do you know, uh, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional, do you know? It's like we can choose what to do with the painful memories that we've had. We don't have to continue suffering in the present. That is an option that we have. Right. No, it's totally true. And and the the thing, I, 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 I know a lot of people really did not like Freud. Okay. I, I know that they don't. I know that today people think Freud was a joke. Freud was not a joke. Okay, folks. I'm mm-hmm. just telling you right now. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely some truth in some things that he said. I, I don't agree with everything he said, but there were some things that he did do that were absolutely enlightening. And he, it was the idea of bringing light, you know, bringing, uh, bringing us into the light, bringing some thought into the light so that we could get more clarity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that was through catharsis or whether that was through counseling or however, it was, it was the idea that the, 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 cl- the client, the patient had to bring that into the light, what, even if it's our own darkness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think you even it, talk about that to an extent. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to bring light into the darkness. You do. And I say that in Live True. I talk about that. It's like going up into the attic or I say, you know, take right. a dive into the bottom of the sea of your psyche. And yes, there's some wreckage there, but you're going to also <laughs> find treasures, do you know? That's awesome. And that was the, that was the image that came to me when I wrote that. I was like, it's like going going down to the bottom of the sea. And right. really, you know, I've never been to the bottom of the ocean, but from what I read and heard is that you find all sorts of things there, and there is wreckage. Right. Do you know? But there's also treasures, and that's for me a metaphor. Do you know? And I also use the the idea of you know going up into that dusty cobwebby attic. Right. You know, and going in there and airing it out, right. airing it out. You know, that's what we do. We shine a light. We shine a light on the darkness. That's right. the way that darkness, you know, really can be free is that we shine light on it. Right. And we don't have to be carrying the burden of what weighs so heavily on our heart and soul. You know, so the very thing that we fear really is our freedom. It's right. really the gateway to being liberated right. from the things that haunt us, do you know? And right. I also used a haunted house as another metaphor in my book. You know, I say that, you know, when you're in the carnival, it's like going into the haunted house, which is thought of as something that's entertaining but can also be scary, do you know? Yeah, sure. And yes, it can be scary to go into those areas of our being, of our psyche, of our unconscious, but the way to get to get 
out from it is to walk through it. Do you know? And yes, you can feel afraid. It's okay to feel afraid. I know that whenever I have experienced fear, especially as an adult with all the psycho-spiritual work I've done, I know that I'm on the threshold of going through something. Mm. And I know that when I get through it, what I'm going to come to know about myself is even more richer than what I knew about myself before. And Mm. if you're on this life journey and you want to know yourself really well, if you really are committed to awakening and to finding out, well, who am I? Who's in there? Like, who's the real me that came into the world? You know, we, we're, we're pure spirits when we come into the world. And then we have all this gunk that's laid on us, do you know? Mm. And it's time to really lift the veils, to peel the onion, and to, to, to ungunk ourselves, if you will, from all of the experiences of our past that have caused us tremendous pain and suffering. And I say who you are today, again, is not who you were before. And it's not who you're going to be tomorrow. Oh, so you're true. a whole, you're a whole new you in this moment. It's Go so for true. it. It's so true. Oh, God, it's so true. I say, right? I, I say it all the time. Who you were yesterday is not who you are today. And who you will be tomorrow is not who you are right now. It's just not good. You don't, if people, I have been asked time and time again, do you think people change, Jay? Yes. They change because you you can't be the same. You can't stay the same. It's impossible. Right. It is That's impossible right. for you to stay the same. So of course you right. change, right? Of course exactly. you do. Exactly. You know, if you just get out of your own way, if you just stop feeding yourself these beliefs that are negative and fear-based, you know, if you just start to, I have something in my first book says who called release and replace. I've done it in many workshops. Right. I did it in front of 250 uh, millennial entrepreneurs. It was awesome. And I have a post-it that's called release and replace. And I say, write down one negative thought. It could come up just as I'm asking you that question, or it's a negative thought that you've carried around from your past for a very long time. Just write it down. And people have said to me, do I have to just write one? (laughs) Can I I write like, I said, write as many as you want. And then take that piece of paper and crumble it up and throw it across the room. And I can't tell you the force that they throw that piece of paper across the room. If you're in a safe place, I say burn it. Yeah. Okay. And when, and we've had thousands of pieces of crumpled up paper on the floor. And then I say, now take another piece of paper or post it and write down its positive counterpart. Right. And I'll say, do you look at that piece of paper that you crumpled on the floor? Do you want to pick that up? Do you want to take that thought back? And they're like, no, right. no, I don't want to take that back. Right. And I go, how about that positive replacement? Do you want to crumple that up and throw it across the floor? They go, no. I go, take that positive counterpart thought. And I want you to stick it on your mirror hmm. and know that the same reaction you had to me when you said, I don't want to pick up that piece of paper and take back that thought. You don't have to keep those thoughts. You can let them go. Mm. You have a choice. You're that powerful. Mm. Where did you suddenly think you're not powerful? Right. Who do you think's thinking up these thoughts in your head, if right. not you? Right. Oh, my gosh. We're talking with Aura Nadrich. This is the book. It's called Live True, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. And uh, we're talking with her about being authentic, living in the moment, dealing with our past, we haven't even talked about the future yet, so just stay with us. We, we're going to do that. <laughs> but she's being brought to you today by inline business brokers and advisors, and we are so grateful for their sponsorship since the very beginning of this show. Inline represents profitably held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. 
Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is a registered trademark because we understand how they understand how your confidentiality is so important. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they can help you find you a, the realtor that you need to help you buy or sell your home. And by the way, if you're in the greater Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, we call it the Research Triangle Park here, you can actually talk to her locally. She is a Carolina Hurricanes uh, supporter as well as a corporate sponsor. And so you can find out more information how you can get connected with her at lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And they are graciously sponsoring the show and bringing us Aura Nadrich and her book, Live True. I have said that we carry around a great big black garbage sack (laughs) of garbage. (laughs) And every now and then somebody pokes something in in the back end of it and I can smell it, right? I can Mm -hmm. smell that my own crud is coming out of my garbage bag. Mm -hmm. How do we deal with that? That's a really good image, do you know? And we, we do, we carry a lot of stuff around, do you know, we really, we really weigh ourselves down. We, we burden ourselves with way more than we need to. And that's really what I want to offer up to the reader in Live True, that you don't have to suffer as much, do you know? So we carry around, as you say, this, this big black bag of a lot of, a lot of junk, you know, that ends up really um, festering and, and smelling and whatever, you, however you want to describe it, do you know? Right. And we got to clean it up. You know, it's like, it's, it's something that we need to do. You know, we, we need to clean up our junk. We need to clean up our side of the street. You know, what I say again in my first book says who to clean up your mental mess, right. you know, mental, mental cleanup, I call it, do you know? Right. And so we then take that initiative to really begin to go through that junk, go through that crud, as you say, and start to really dump it out of that bag that we're carrying. Do you know, that really is along the lines of the release and replace that I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, it is. And I, and I, I know that that is something that we deal with. So let's, 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 let's try to, before we move on, I got to do this part, right? Because I just been feeling this I'm, I'm getting anxious because I live in the moment and I'm getting anxious about this moment. <laughs> so, uh, how, why should somebody, I, I can hear business people, right? Cause you know, I get a lot of business folks and they go, Oh Jay, this stuff is so hokey. If this does not apply to me and my business, it doesn't apply to me and my employees. So I don't even know why I should pay attention to this. Aura, let's, Let's counter that, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. I think think that's important that we do that. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. Look, my book is what uh, it's a mindfulness guide to authenticity. Mindfulness, which is a quality, an ability, a capacity that each and every one of us has, which means to be in the present moment with total awareness. Okay, well, you can plug that into anything and everything. (laughs) You know, you can plug it into the workspace. You can plug it into relationships. You could plug it into, you're about to go play that <laughs> basketball game, right, right. you know, whatever it is you're doing, you're right. bringing present moment awareness to that situation. Well, you know, isn't that in the workplace? Yeah. You know, if there's a cohesiveness in the workplace, if the relationships that the employers and the employees are having with each other 
or the cohesiveness and the mindful awareness that employees are having with one another, isn't that going to function better? Aren't you going to get a better uh, performance rate if you're functioning that way? You know, this stuff is, if anything, hooey, wooey, new age. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over that one. That's, you know, when you suddenly have mindfulness on the cover of Newsweek and right. Time and all the neuroscience that they're coming up with and seeing that the brain looks different when you start to calm it down right. and bring it down a few notches, right. you know, because we're jumping, all, you know, we're bouncing off of every surface known to man and we're not being thoughtful and we're not being mindful right. and we're not functioning mindfully in right. any capacity. Right. And again, when you say those that are going to be cynical, like how do I apply this to my life? Nobody's exempt from this. You right. know, if you want to take it higher, if you want to, if you want to make performance better, if you want to function better, if you want to be a more conscious right. human being on the planet, then this applies to you. In, like I said, in every possible scenario and or capacity. See, I, I love that. And, and I, I, in, in the first book I wrote, uh, uh, which was Got Social Mediology, I talked about making relationships uh, in social media cultures. I, I don't call Facebook and Instagram and I don't call those platforms. They're cultures because they have their own written rules, mm. norms, and expectations. I like that. And they I have like their that. Own That's language. good. They have their own language and right. They have the unwritten rules, norms, expectations, and things that people uh, that people that because there's no rules, but we but we if you don't, you can certainly violate them. But here's the thing I, I I've said and and you agree with in this book is that we want to be with people who are authentic. Mm-hmm. We trust authenticity. Did you hear that word? Trust authenticity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and if I don't if you're in business. Let me just ask you, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, you're sitting there, you're maybe driving in your car or you're you're listening uh, in on your while you're working out and you're on the treadmill. Let me just ask you a question because you're in business. Is trust important to your business? Mm, mm-hmm. is, it, is it? I'm just asking. I'm just asking you. And and if you tell me no, you're a liar. You know you are. Okay. But <laughs> the truth right. is, is that authenticity leads to trust, period. Absolutely. Right. And I love that. I love that, Jay. That's so good. And it's so true because I say authenticity, realness is, I even say it's sexy. It is. You did. It's it's attractive. It's really attractive. You know, and when somebody's brave enough to do it and strut their stuff and strut their realness, suddenly everybody's like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, that's good. Right. That's attractive. And what we might think is attractive because it's not real and it's not fake, that fades with time, do you know? So I think that authenticity really takes bravery, it takes courage, it takes honesty. And I think those that are are brave enough and honest enough and courageous enough to do it, they're going to blaze the trail. Absolutely. They're the ones that are going to do that. They're going to be the ones that are say that are going to say, I am fearless about being authentic. I love that. I am. I'm good. I'm down with being real. Right. Okay. And I, I think that. we need that now more than ever before. So Because people are confused. People are really confused. I mean, look, this is a time right now and I don't want to go into anything, you know, Me political. Me I don't want to that, go good. down that, go down that rabbit hole. Don't worry. Cause I mean, we're not, we're not going to go down that rabbit good, hole. But you go, good, you go. Because it's just like we're all affected by so much today and I'm not happy with the fact that people aren't being kind and loving to one another. And I think what's what's really going to make this all work is if we start to all get more real and if we all start to remember what's real, what's real? Your heart is real. 
Right. Your soul is real. Your spirit right. is real. You know, I agree with you uh, on everything. I, I've also, I also want to go push that a little bit further because what we have done, sadly, and this isn't a political statement, this is a human observation statement. Mm, mm-hmm. What we have done is we have remu- removed the human from the equation and now we are mm. treating people based mm-hmm. on wh- who or how they voted. Right. And, and I'm, glad you said, I'm glad you said that and we, you said it really well and we, it's we've so re- true. We've removed the human. So no longer are you a human being. Mm. You, mm-hmm. we, it's, you're now whatever you voted. I know. And, and I it know. saddens me. It saddens me. And I'll tell you what I, I witnessed uh, uh, and, and, and you saw it too. I know you did. But I, I saw people literally say on their Facebook and Instagram pages, if you voted for so-and-so, unfriend me now because I'm going to unfriend you in the future. Oh, you really, thank you, Jay, for, for you know bringing that up. And I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I said, you know what I'd love to see more of today is that we're not shutting each other off or we're not ending friendships or relationships right. um, because of what we feel and believe. Right. There's so much immediate rejection because you're on one side and I'm on the other side. And how do we bridge that gap? We desperately need the gap to be bridged because what we're witnessing is so much dissent, so much division, yep. so much, you know, hatred. And, you know, wh- where have we taken this? Do you know? And, and, I, and I agree with you 100%. It's a human, this is a human conversation. It's not a political conversation. No. It's about our humanity. Yeah. That's what, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Our humanity. I Do mean, you know? Right. And I, and, and I don't want to get, I'm not trying to get religious here at all, but I want to just say this. If, if, if you do believe that everyone is created in the image of God, mm-hmm. then how dare you? I know. How dare, I know. How, how, how dare, how dare you? dismiss somebody because of the way they vote or because of a belief how how dare you if that's if yeah. that's what you believe that's right I, I agree with you and i'm so glad that you and i are on the same page about this and that we can yeah. share this with our listeners right. because what i what i you know it's it's gone to the point of like even people will say oh i don't watch that news channel i watch this news channel because right. that news channel and i'm like I'd love to tune into just saying, just saying, putting it out there. Right. If someone, if if somebody, I, I I visualized yesterday that we have a a platform where we can bring all these voices together and right. we can talk about it. I went into a high school recently. I teach mindfulness. I went into a high school and I taught leaders of clubs and this one boy who's so bright and he created a club called civil discourse because what he found is that he and his friends came together in this club and they started arguing so badly about their political differences or their social differences or their current event differences that they were like, wait a minute, I don't even know if I want to be friends with this person anymore. Right. And he said, there's something up with that. We got we to gotta stop this. So I went in and I taught them mindfulness, which really teaches you how to be aware of the words that are about to leave your mouth. Right. That we have a thoughtful awareness of what it is that we want to say to another person, even if we don't agree with them. It's okay. Not everybody has to agree here. 
you know, but if we go into this hostile, aggressive behavior and we want to like annihilate one another because we don't agree with each other, isn't that a form of extremism? Oh my gosh, yes. It, oh, yeah. I mean, what are we, what are we, do, what are we doing? What are we doing? It, I find it really heartbreaking. It is. I, I would like to, I would like to see a conversation had where we could all come together. You know, I love his title that he called it civil discourse. Mm. You know, the art of discourse. How are we talking to one another? Mm. You know, mm. can we respectfully disagree? You know what I don't understand, uh, and and we'll we'll move on from this. We'll we'll hit this a little bit more, but we'll move on. From yeah. It. But, but yeah. I because I know that we can we can chase this one until the end of the time. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we could chase I this know. one until tomorrow. But you know, here's here is. Uh, by the way, thank you for those people who are saying this is a great podcast for who people who are watching live on Facebook. Thank you so much for doing that and. And Aura thanks you too for saying what a great podcast. Well, oh, you're welcome. Love thank, it. Thank, thank you. For you. Saying that. Um, so, you know, we all love music, mm-hmm. right? We all do. Who doesn't? There's some sense of music that you like. I guarantee you like some music. The fact of the matter is what makes music rich and beautiful is that not when they play it, not everything is the melody. Mm-hmm. There are notes that are being played that are harmonic notes. There are beats mm-hmm. that are played that are slightly meant to be off or not exactly on the beat or on the mm-hmm. offbeat. Mm-hmm. They are different. They are unique. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it makes the richness of the music. If we could just understand, and I think you actually kind of allude to this in the book, if we could just kind of understand everyone that what we are is we're all musical notes. Right, and beautiful. We're, mm-hmm. we're playing a symphony. We're playing mm-hmm. your favorite rock song. We're playing your favorite country song. We're playing your favorite jazz song. We're playing your favorite blues song. I don't care what the genre is, all right? There's got to be differences in that music in order for the music to be rich and beautiful and alive. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I love that, Jay, because I say that. They're all the notes in the symphony. You you, you know, you can't have all of it be the high notes and you can't have it all be the low low notes. And I just want to add to that, which I mentioned, I think in the book, or I say it a lot, the Crayola box has every color in it and it has black, gray, and brown. Right. You know, it doesn't just have all pastels. You couldn't draw a perfect picture if you didn't have gray, black, and brown. And I love the music analogy because I'm, we're a very musical family and, you know, that's what really takes us, that exalts us, that takes us into these high places right. where our soul just feels so connected to the divine, do you know? Right. And we couldn't do that if we didn't hear all those notes. We don't. And this is, and I think this is a perfect segue, by the way. I think this is a perfect segue into what you say in the book that is so beautifully done. And well, let me hold it up again. So people are going, okay. oh, Jay, what was the name you. of the book? The book's called Live True. It looks like this. Do you see that? Okay. Oh, I know you people who are listening on a podcast, you can't see it, but it's this beautiful blue mountain <laughs> thing. And it looks like Aura is sitting right on the lake at the mountains with her back and it's kind of shadowed. And it says Aura Nadrich at the bottom. It says live true in big giant letters. And uh, it's a mindfulness guide to authenticity. You need to go get that at your local bookstore. You can order it off of Amazon as well. It's uh, absolutely an outstanding book. It's very insightful. Um, as you could tell, as we're talking about this, because, right, it's insightful. And one of the keys to overcoming this whole thing that we just talked about, that you described in your book, is being compassionate. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, which exactly. We, which we lack for whatever reason. I feel like we are mm-hmm. the. I feel like as time has gone on, we've become more selfish and less compassionate. I couldn't agree with you more. I mentioned that in the book is that there's, you know, you talk about social media today and all of that's going on. There's even more me centricity going on than ever before where we're walking down the street, we're holding our phone up, we're not even looking into each other's eyes, we're not even connecting, which is why we need to counter that more than ever with even more compassion and more caring. I I do want to read the quote that's in that chapter. Um, love and compassion are necessities, mm. not luxuries. Yeah, right. Without them, humanity cannot survive. Dalai Lama, do you know, we, we need compassion. We need yeah. to connect to our own compassion and start to care more about one another. It's I, so important. And, and it, relieves the, it relieves the previous problem, doesn't it? I mean, because if we all of a sudden become compassionate towards each other, right, then mm-hmm. we're not divided by each other. Right, exactly. Right. And we all we all have it. We all have it in us, you know. Yeah, sure. Compassion, kindness. Now with mindfulness, you know, people say what what is my what is this thing called mindfulness? What is it? What do I got to do? I go, you got it. It's in there. Right. It means that you're you're showing up. You're present. Right. You're you are caring. You are mindful. You right. are thoughtful. Think kindness, do you know? And then right. act on it in the moment. that's mindfulness, do you know? So we have these qualities, they're inherent in all of us, we just need to connect to it and we start using it, do you know? Yeah. And using it more and more and more. Yeah, yeah, the compassion piece, I just think, is so important, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, we just have got to get back on that track folks we we've got I agree. We've, yeah. we've gotten off the compassion track that's right and we 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 have looked at we've looked so much at exteriors it's time for us if we're going to be really truly compassionate as uh, aura describes in her book live true we got to start looking on the inside of folks i mean and which mm-hmm. means that that you have to be very intentional by the way that you right, got you exactly. got you got to look past all the other stuff to have compassion to go well, what does that person really feel what, what is it that they really, what, what, you know, you can look at somebody, right? And you can see somebody smile and you go, oh, they're really happy. But you really don't know that. You, know, you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you don't really know. And, and at the same time, you, you know, you can't judge by the outward appearances because people could be going through hell and have a smile exactly. on their face. Right? Exactly. And it's so true. Right? It's it, it really is. And even if you see somebody that's not very, you know, not behaving in a way that makes it seem like they're compassionate or somebody's really suffering and you or or, or maybe they're hiding their suffering, do you know? If right. you can look at that person and see, you know, there's another great quote by Buddha. It's like see others as yourself. Right. You know, and if we start to do that, if we start to look at one another and say, I'm going to look at this person like they're an extension of me or that they might possess the same pain in their heart that I have or have once felt and we can speak to each other from that place out of kindness, then we're not going to be so rude to each other. We're not going to be so, you know, unkind to one another. There's so much of that going on today. You know, it's, it's something that we really need to think about seriously. Yeah. We don't talk about kindness much anymore. We don't, we, no, we, we don't. No, we, we don't. We, we, we don't. We don't talk to people about the power of kindness. 
We don't, we don't talk to them. We, matter of fact, when whenever we use the word kindness or being kind, uh, it almost seems like that that's a weakness, right? Mm-hmm, that being, mm-hmm. being kind is a weakness and it's not a weakness. Actually, it's strength. It is. And it is. And I also want to say that, you know, don't take on someone else's tone. I, I, I write a lot about that and live true that, you know, I, I can't think of the quotes right off the top of my head, but that if somebody's being not nice, you be nicer. Right. You know, and I do, and I do say about, you know, I, I say in live true, the take the raise the consciousness bar test, like raise your consciousness up, you know, let someone go in front of you in traffic, hold the door open for somebody that's behind you. One act of kindness. And I also say what you do with your today, and what I do with my today will ripple out into the world. And it affects other people and what they do with their today. Do you know, it's like if each and every one of us shows up, love that show up in the moment, be compassionate, be kind. Don't take on someone's tone if they're not being as kind as you. Show them the way. Right. You know, they'll look at you like, whoa, you know, people are, are going to have a harder time looking at you when you're filled with light and love. And they're, they're, it's going to want to m- make them rise up. Right. And it's going to make them raise their consciousness higher. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. No. I, I am. I Listen, I, I believe that that the smallest acts of, and you talk about this too, the smallest acts of kindness are powerful. It, when you're, yeah. when you're in the group, do, do one thing, do one thing today. Yeah. What's one thing you can do today? I, I, I talk, one thing. Well, let's talk about what you talked about. Cause I do, I love doing this, right? Is go to the grocery store and making sure that I engage positively with the person checking out my groceries. I, I, I try so hard to put a smile on their face whether it's I'm being stupid or silly or something to just not be another customer. I just, well, you've got, you've got great energy. I mean, I've never met you and I can just tell by us doing this <laughs> podcast together so that if you're taking that energy out in your day, wow. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> you know, I do. You know? Oh yeah. And, no, and, no. The, the, the little, the little, the young, the young, the young kids, right. They're, 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 they all know me. Cause I, you know, like I said, I'm very I'm six five, and I have a cowboy hat. I wear a cowboy hat everywhere I go, and boots and belt okay. buckles and stuff like okay. that, right? Because that's who I am, right? And I don't make apologies for it. And so they all see me when I come in the door, and I'm in their line, right? And the first thing they say is paper or plastic, and I go, oh, oh, <laughs> I love plastic. I want a suit of plastic. Can you make me a suit out of plastic? And they look at me. They look at me, and they they they're trying not they're trying not to laugh. I go, no, it's the best you're gonna get. That's my best material right there. I'm kidding. I'm just telling you. You, you know, you're gonna get any better material than that, right? And so right, because I want you. Because the point is, the point is, I want to I want to do something to make that to lighten the day, lighten the load, right? It, it, exactly, and it's playful. It's like, listen, let's not take this all too seriously. I mean, right. life is serious, no doubt about it. Take life seriously. Yes, you should. But also bring your joy, bring right. your good energy wherever right. you go. Just your description of that. It's like, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the moment? And when I say showing up, who are you showing up as? Right. Are you showing up as somebody that's going to put a smile on someone's face? Are you showing up as someone that's going to make someone laugh? Are you showing up with a smile? You know, right. and you know, you and I know, Jay, it takes very little to do that. Oh, gosh, it really so does. Little, so little effort. Do, do you realize that you and I have been on for an hour? 
Oh my god! I'm serious. No, we, we, we were so in the moment. <laughs> We've been on, okay, by. Okay, so let me let me let me ask you this: Can can you go a little overtime or no? Um, yeah, I can. Can you go a little mm-hmm. overtime? I mean, I, I don't want to yeah. take I don't want to take more yeah, time. We can add we can add some 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 a little more time to okay, this. Okay, little, yeah. because people are yeah. people are still joining the show. And, yeah, and, come on, and, let's and, do it. Well, well, okay. well, I thought, well, let's if she's up for it, right? I'm like, and I know it's been an hour, yeah. but I mean. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm enjoying this conversation. I can't speak for you, I, but I'm, I'm I'm very me oh, very much so, and I'm also very extemporaneous. So I'm like I and I call I love to call, say I mean it's listen we don't have the luxury to do this all the time, right? But I block time for myself, you know, because I right. want to be so present in right. what I'm doing. So I want to be here in this time with you. Yeah. Um, that that I call free falling. Like, how can we free fall into I a love, moment? I love that. How do we, you know? Um, I know there's that great song, free falling. Yeah. Um, do you know? You know, you know Tom um, Petty and the Heartbreakers. Are you yeah, kidding, Are you kidding me? Love, I love that song. Free, you know, free, I'm not going to sing it. No, but, well, I'm not either. You know. Not with this voice. Not today. <laughs> so we're going to free fall into some more time here. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's free fall. Let's, let's free fall into some more time. Matter of <laughs> fact, one of my previous authors has just joined the show, believe it or not. Susan Sparks, one of the previous authors I interviewed, has just joined the show. <laughs> she, oh, you're kidding. I know. <laughs> so, so Susan, Aura, Aura, Susan, and... We're talking about Aura's book called Live True, How to uh, a Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. One of the other things, and we're going over time, by the way, so you have, you know, well, welcome everybody. You're, we're going over time into the show. One of the things that you talk about that jumps right off of compassion and kindness is, is actually really helping others. Mm-hmm. Being in service. Yeah, serving other know? people. Serving. We, yeah. we, and boy, do we have a problem. When we start saying, oh, no, uh, serve other people. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. What? Right. What? What? I got to give. I got What is this serving other people thing? Okay. Yeah. By the way, yeah. our, our, our third website is going to be, I'm so over that.com is going to be the, <laughs> it's going to be the next website that we're going to do is I'm so over that. Okay. But exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's like, well, I think serve can seem loaded for people. Like, right. what does that mean? Right. You know, does it mean I have to be subservient? Does it have right. to give? I have to sign my life over? Right. What, 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 what am I? What am I signing up for here to serve? Right. It's like, oh, gee, what a thought. You know, serve might be to maybe put somebody before right. you. Right. Ooh, what right. a thought! Right. Wow. Right. You know, what, right. what, what, a, what a tall order to put somebody before you. You know, think of something that you can do for another person. Right. You know. You know, what did you do today that maybe showed somebody that you were thinking of them and it came completely unexpected right. and they were like, wow, wow. You know, you touched somebody by letting them know that you thought about them right. or you remembered that today was maybe the day that they lost somebody that they loved. Do you right. know? I mean, there's so many little things that we can do and big things right. that we serve another excuse me another human being to show them that hey you're important and in this moment you're you're i'm putting you first i'm not putting myself first and and by the way that leads to i think you write about this in that chapter by the way is that that when we're go ahead take a drink of water while i'm talking so anyway so uh when um and folks i know you didn't get that but i knew she was going to get a drink of water because I could hear it in her voice. And so she's, wow, she's saying, I was. She, yes. <laughs> she was going to get a drink of water. <laughs> and, so I'm, and I did. I'm, and I, was just, right. I was just filling time for her so that she could get that drink of water without spitting it all over her computer. That's what I was trying to do. 
Actually, it would have been funnier if she would have spitted all over her computer. Yeah. Uh, no, but no spitting. No spitting. There's no spitting on the show. Uh, so, although it is a new direction, I give you that. Um, by new the way, direction and free falling. And free falling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm silver that.com. Okay. So here we go. So when we serve others, it, it is kind of where we find our authenticity, isn't it? We find even more depth of our of our being Mm. you know we find out what we're made of do you know it's sometimes when we really do put ourselves not first that we can find out the depth of our compassion we can Mm. find out what we're made of we can find out that we're really capable of showing up you know you hear a lot of people sometimes say when they're having a real difficult time or they're going through a transition or they've lost lost somebody who, who shows up You know, you hear people say, wow, I really found out who my friends were, do you know? And that's very telling. But again, I really encourage people not to wait for those moments to happen, not wait for a life change or, or a tragedy or at the end of your life to realize these moments that are so important. You know, why not show up for those moments now, you know, start today. You, you know, it's really interesting. Service is really, serving others is really interesting because uh, I, I'm thinking about it from a business application and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it entrepreneur-wise and I'm just thinking about this. You, you know what the, the the truth is when it comes to the service, you, you can really find out what kind of a business you are authentically by what your service is to others. Mm, mm, that's good. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm thinking about what. Very you, good. Really good, Jay. I, I'm, I'm so think, true. I'm thinking about your application here. You can learn a lot about your business by your service to others. Mm-hmm. Right. That is so good, and I'll tell you, it's something that comes up a lot lately because, you know, I've been hearing uh, some friends of mine and clients of mine share how disappointed they've been in service, you know, where they've walked into a place of business or they have been in a professional setting and really been deeply disappointed by how something was handled. Right. Do you know? Sure. And that, you know, you know, part of that whole kind of service ethic of like, you know, the customer is always right, let's just say. Not that the, right. that a customer can't be difficult, right. but that a place of business that really accommodates their consumer or a client, do you know, or a customer and the way in which they handle and they offer up their service with integrity, right. with authenticity, with right. kindness, right. you know, with caring. You know, sometimes this is like, you know, is this something that we're not even going to experience anymore, that this is the old way of doing right. business right. and it's not the new way of doing business? Right. So it does I... say a lot about the business. And that is really what a lot of people speak about when they recommend or refer someone's business. Right. It, it really is. And I, I was thinking about that in terms of this whole idea of serving others and being authentic because it, it does reveal who we are by our service. It, it does, and I think it also really speaks for when somebody's really surprised, like they're waiting for the other right, shoe to drop. Right, right. They're like, "Wait, is it? Are they for real? Are they right. really gonna? Are they really above board with me right. in their business? Is are they? Are they really gonna do that? Are they really gonna take care of me? Are they really gonna accommodate me? Or are they really trying to sell me what's best for me? Mm. You know, people have become so suspect right. of like, can I really trust this business? So you know, it says, it does say a lot about that business. Mm-hmm. But they really do offer that up to people, and it has integrity. 
So I get a question. Somebody asked a question here on Facebook, and uh, they'd like you to answer it. Are you up for that? Yeah, while sure. We're f- while we're free, free falling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> while we're doing that together, that's going to be our next website. That'll be we're the free falling one. in a new direction. We're free falling in a new direction. The, the new website that'll be coming out dot com. <laughs> we got a lot of websites. Oh, we, got a lot of coming website. out. we got a lot of websites. We're, we're busy. We're going to be very busy. So Denise wants to know how do you address your own over serving others and not that's a really and not ahead, serving sorry. yourself and not serving yourself or or having or maybe allowing someone to step in to serve you. How, how do you? Beautiful question. Such a good question. And, and, and I'm really glad because I always love when you present something, you have to look at the other side of that. Right. So in much as that I am, you know, we're putting you and I are putting the focus on being in service. There are people that are overly serving. Right. Do you know? Sacrificing and that's, themselves. And that's something. Yeah. And that's something to be very mindfully aware of. You know, it's a checks and balance. It's like saying, OK, I'm somebody who is. I, I tend to be in the position of the server and I'm not very good at receiving mm. and I'm not very good at letting other people serve me. <laughs> right. So if you're that person, if you're somebody who feels that you overserve or overgive or overextend, it might be really good to allow yourself to show people that you yourself could use some help. Do you know, it's, it's, it's equally important to receive as it is to give. And oftentimes we're out of balance. We're out of whack. Mm. And, you know, there are the givers and there are the takers. There are the servers and there are the givers. It doesn't have to be so black and white. I believe for me, it's always that beautiful, delicate balance that if in fact, as, as Denise, is that who's asking the question? If, if you happen to be someone that is an over server, then maybe you can take a little bit of a step back and you can communicate that mindfully to others Mm. that it's nice to receive, you know, and you can share that with your loved ones and your friends. Right. Do you know? Yeah. No, I listen. I use the airplane analogy all the time. And there is a reason why they tell you when you're on an airplane, put your mask on first before you put it on somebody else. Absolutely. Because here's what's going to happen. If you try to put your mask on first and you're dead, it's not going to work for either one of you. There comes a point. Right. There comes a point. You, you got to get your mask on, okay? If right. you really, right? We, it's hard for us to serve when we're depleted. Definitely. And, and you got to you got to replenish the well, right. as I like to say. You do. And and we we and and here's the thing though, right? I mean, the beautiful part of what you're writing about in Live True. This is the book right here, Live True. The beautiful thing about what we're saying here is the more that we begin to understand, Denise, like you're talking about, the more that you begin to understand who you are and where that that reality is for you, then then you need to, then it exposes to you, doesn't it, that you got to become more authentic in that area. And that means that you're going to have to be a little more honest, which is a challenge. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, Jay, for saying that. Right? Be more honest. And I talk about honesty you as do. well. It's another chapter in the book. Yeah. You know, when we don't get our needs met, you know, let's just say we are too much of a giver. Right. You know, that we start to feel resentful. Sure. And then it can start to come out in a passive aggressive kind of way. So, you know, connecting to the authentic self is just to be able to say and communicate 
with kindness, you know, to use the word that we talked about, compassion, to be able to, first and foremost, again, yes, give to ourselves, be good to thyself, you know, love thyself is is the the best mantra to live by. And then we can be more loving to others and more giving and able to serve better if we're balancing by serving ourselves without question. Right. And being honest with ourselves and others to you know, yes. truly be authentic. I think that yeah. that's what you write, you know, that's what you wrote in the book. And I loved that because, you know, we just have to be that. All right. And also, and I also just want to really jump sure. in quickly to add to that, that, you know, when you're a person that gives and serves and does, a lot of people just assume that you're always going to be the giver and the right. doer, you know, you're always going to be in that role. So you want to be able to authentically show them other sides to you. And I've, I've learned something as a giver myself it's okay sometimes to say no. Mm. You know, it's hard to say no when you're a giver and you're constantly serving to others. And you can say no with love. And then maybe yeah. you need to give that to yourself. Do you know? Take some time for yourself. It's called boundaries, right? Right, exactly. I mean, we have to, and it's hard to set them. But if we're being really authentic and we're going to live in the moment, you have to set boundaries. Absolutely. Boundaries are huge. Right? Not just not just with others. We've got to set boundaries with ourselves. Exactly. Right. I, I, I mean, that's kind of it. By the way, we're talking with Aura Nadrich. Uh, this book is uh, Live True. And she's given us some overtime here, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. She's brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of their businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the internationally known professionals, the Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more at Inline.com. It's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors no matter where you're at in the world, or even in the Research Triangle Park here in North Carolina, they can help you find a, your home, either help you sell it, help you buy it, and we thank you for uh, sponsoring us, and you can learn more about them at lindacraft.com. It's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T. All right, I am going to, uh, we're going to wrap this up for you because I've kept you so much longer, And but I, I could literally... Aura, I could sit with you and we could be doing this all day. I'm just I know. I know. You're uh, very it could we could totally be talking. Right. We we've just we've just done the tip. Okay, the books live true, right? Okay, so we haven't even let me let me put it this way. There is so much of this iceberg that we haven't even seen yet <laughs> in this I know, book. In this I book, know. It's, and, it's beautiful. And, yeah, we really, we really we, could. And I've, we, you I've know, had cover a, a I've lot. had a great time with you. Me too. Me too. You're so easy to 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 talk to and hang out with. So I, it's wonderful. And and thank you for holding the space in the way in which you have. Thank you. And really, really lovely. So um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna call you friend because it seems that every person that I bring on the show. And I'm so grateful for the show, by the way. You all yeah, know, I, you, everybody out there, you, you know I am so grateful for the show, right? This was never a dream. I didn't have any idea that I would even be doing this. And then I had no idea that I would love it, okay? Oh, so, I can tell. I can tell. So I, I'm grateful every day that I get to, um, when I get to do this um, weekly and, and even occasionally otherwise. And so, um, and, and you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you, you know that my guests become my friends. And um, I, they, they come to be very special to me and important to me because they've just changed my life a little bit and hopefully changed yours. Mm. And you know that I ask the same question to every one of my friends at the end of the show. And so I'm going to ask you, Aura. The show is called A New Direction. It's because we help people try to find a new direction in their life or their career or their business or maybe all three. Mm. And I ask you at the end of, ask them at the end of the show, if you could leave people with their new direction, 
What would Ora Nadrich say to the listener right now to leave them with a new direction? I would say connect to the deepest, most authentic place in your heart. You know, even if I were to guide you in that moment, you know, to close your eyes and to take a couple of deep breaths in and out and to really allow yourself to be present in the moment that you're in right now and to invite yourself to connect to the most real, authentic place that is you. You're special. You're unique. There is no one else like you. And I want you to connect to that. Feel it. Just be with it for, for a moment and feel what that is for you. What is your most authentic self? It's there. It's in there. And I want you to connect with that. And when you do, let that guide you. That is your new direction. Mm. Let that lead the way. Your most authentic self, that which lives inside your heart and soul, is always there for you, and that is your guide, and that will take you into this new direction. Love it. Her name is Ora Nadrich. Her book is entitled Live True, a, a Mindfulness Guide for Authenticity. Norris, will you stay with me just a little bit, please? Sure. Thank yes. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. I told you. I told you how great it was going to be. I told you this was going to be an amazing show, and it was an amazing show, right? Aura has been great. And so, folks, I leave you with this because I leave you the same way every week. Be inspired. Because when you're inspired, you can inspire others. And when that happens, they in turn can inspire other people. And if we will just do that, we can make this world an amazing place. I will see you next week with another amazing guest. I can't wait for it, too. By the way, ciao, everybody. Got to keep your hope alive. You got to know you can survive. This is your time to find a new direction, a brand new day. A new direction, things are gonna change. You can find the strength to go a different way. Dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength